This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. Well, welcome back, Gary. Let's talk about the economy today. That sounds like a good plan, Paul. Uh, There certainly is enough going on with the economy, and there is an important decision coming up next week by the Federal Reserve. Well, what can you tell us about the recent inflation numbers? Are they still rising, stabilizing, or falling, or do you not know? (laughs) (laughs) Let's focus on the the Federal Reserve and their policy actions, since the Federal Reserve here is the key policymaker in the fight to lower inflation. The inflation index the Fed policymakers look at most closely and use when they set their 2% inflation goal for the economy is is called the Personal Consumption Expenditure Price Index, or PCE. And there are two of those indices, PCE indices, they look at very carefully, and both of those are well above the Fed's 2% inflation goal. Um, So in August, the PCE inflation measure for all items rose at a 6.2% annual rate over the past year, while the core inflation, that's the one that excludes the volatile components like food and energy items, increased at a 4.9% annual rate over the past year. So, you know, they're they're still high. And on Friday of this week, um, the BS, BLS will publish the September um, inflation rate numbers for this series. So, you know, watch for that in the news. Certainly the Fed policymakers will be looking at and discussing these inflation measures at their meeting next week. When add one other thing, and that is the September consumer price index also has been increasing at around an 8% annual rate. So very, very high compared to the Fed's 2% goal for inflation. How might both the high inflation and strong job market affect the Fed's policy for the rest of this year? Well, it's interesting in recent weeks in their public comments, the Fed policymakers seem to be discussing and maybe debating a little over their next policy moves. Um, The inflation rate is high. The unemployment rate is at or below full employment. And that puts uh, more upward pressure on prices and wages and inflation in the economy. So, you know, and again, the Fed's primary policy tool to slow inflation is to increase interest rates. And over time, that takes, you know, months and quarters sometimes for those increases in interest rates by the Fed to impact or slow the overall growth rate of the economy and slow down labor markets. And the challenge for Fed policymakers today is, you know, and they'll be announcing their next policy decision after their Wednesday, November 2nd meeting, is that the higher interest rates will slow the growth of the economy at best. um, But at worst, they could potentially lead to a recession where economic activity actually shrinks. Um, And we'll be getting lots of economic forecasts in the next couple of months as we approach year end. And they'll be looking at, you know, what what economists think is going to happen to these indicators and to the economy in 2023. Okay, Gary. Well, is in fact the Federal Reserve's policy raising interest rates to fight inflation, is that an appropriate way to slow inflation? Yes, the Fed's actions to raise interest rates since March of 2020 were were necessary given the initial 2020 and 2021 global COVID and supply chain spike in inflation. And then you add in the surprise 2022 war in Ukraine. It says, you know, another global disaster that policymakers couldn't anticipate continues to drive up the global energy and food prices. And it's resulted in a continued elevated inflation rate that's affecting everyone at the grocery store and the gas pump and, and the Fed policy makers as they you know look at inflation in the economy today and of course they're the, the key policymakers on this issue 
Okay, Gary, how would you summarize that in just a couple of sentences? <laughs> okay, thanks, Paul, for reminding me to speak English rather than economics. Uh, well, essentially, the elevated inflation rate forced the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates to slow the growth rate of the economy to lower the inflation rate. And, of course, raising interest rates and slowing the economy also could cause the economy to slide into a recession that you know hurts the economy in many other ways, most notably as workers lose their jobs, as overall profits decline, as consumer and investment spending fall, the unemployment employment uh, numbers rise and the unemployment rate climbs you know, above full employment. You know, fortunately, we're in a good starting in a good position because the current unemployment rate at three and a half percent is an all time low. Over the, you know, and the same is true for California with a three point nine percent unemployment rate. So that's that's, you know, a good place to be starting from. Just how much have interest rates risen as the Fed tightens monetary policy by raising interest rates? Can you give us an example? Well, let's start with the overnight or one-day interbank financial market, and these are essentially overnight bank-to-bank -bank loans in, in huge amounts. This is the only interest rate the Fed controls directly, and that target interest rate has risen from essentially zero in March, so a very low interest rate that was boosting economic growth coming out of the COVID recession um, and recovery. And it's moved up to about three per, a little over three percent today, and it'll be likely moved up into the three and a half to four percent range after the Fed's policy meeting next week. Um, you know, it's clear. I think a, a four percent interest rate in this bank-to-bank -bank lending market will also drive up other interest rates and start slowing the economy's growth. Um, and that's why many economists are concerned about a potential recession in 2023. One more <laughs> no. question, Gary. What has happened to mortgage rates? Uh, they have moved even higher than the bank-to-bank -bank loan interest rates, as I understand it. Yeah, Paul. For, for perspective, I do remember in the uh, early 1980s having an 18% interest rate on a mortgage. And, of course, the inflation then rate then was about 13% at that time. So, you know, fortunately, inflation and interest rates are not that high in 22. 2022, and nor are they expected to go that high in 2023. Um in February 2022, before the Fed started raising their short-term target interest rate, the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage rate was about three and three-quarters percent, you know, very, very low by historic terms. You know, but then the inflation rate was also below the Fed's 2% inflation goal. Um, since then, the average mortgage rate has increased a little more than 3%, uh, you know, just a little over six and three-quarters percent in October. So for those who are out looking for mortgages, you're probably looking at things in the close to 7% range today. Um, that's a dramatic increase after years of very low mortgage interest rates. And you know, clearly, the Fed's actions are having the desired policy effect, slowing both the housing market and the overall economy in 2022. Um, for me, one other important takeaway from this is that the mortgage rate is still only at or below the overall inflation rate. And that tells me that the financial markets are expecting that inflation should fall um, in the future and that is not likely to become a per permanent problem at you know, high inflation rates. And that's the, obviously the upside of the Fed's policy of raising interest rates now and quickly to slow down future inflation. Of course, the downside of that policy is you know, potential recession if they raise them too fast or, or too high. Pretty tricky stuff, Gary, and thanks for <laughs> explaining it to us. I'm sure all of us understand it completely by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I do. <laughs> well, we, uh, those of us at KVMR really appreciate what you do, and thank you so much. And 
We'll talk in two weeks and see what's happening then. Okay. Thank you, Pop. You're welcome, Gary. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria, where he teaches courses in economics and finance.